0: SECTION SEVENTEEN OF THE STORY OF A SOUL BY SAINT THERESE OF Lisieux, TRANSLATED BY REVEREND THOMAS TAYLOR THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN LETTERS OF SIR THERESE THE LITTLE FLOWER OF JESUS PART One. LETTERS OF SIR THERESE to her sister celine letter one may eighth eighteen eighty eight dearest celine there are moments when i wonder whether i am really and truly in the carmel sometimes i can scarcely believe it what have i done for god that he should shower so many graces upon me A WHOLE MONTH HAS PASSED SINCE WE PARTED, BUT WHY DO I SAY PARTED? EVEN WERE THE WIDE OCEAN BETWEEN US, OUR SOULS WOULD REMAIN AS ONE, AND YET I KNOW THAT NOT TO HAVE ME IS REAL SUFFERING, AND IF I LISTENED TO MYSELF I SHOULD ASK JESUS TO LET ME BEAR THE SADNESS IN YOUR STEAD. I DO NOT LISTEN AS YOU SEE. I SHOULD BE AFRAID OF BEING SELFISH IN WISHING FOR MYSELF THE BETTER PART. I MEAN THE SUFFERING. YOU ARE RIGHT. LIFE IS OFTEN BURDENSOME AND BITTER. IT IS PAINFUL TO BEGIN A DAY OF TOIL, ESPECIALLY WHEN JESUS HIDES HIMSELF FROM OUR LOVE. What is this sweet friend about? Does he not see our anguish and the burden that weighs us down? Why does he not come and comfort us? Be not afraid. He is here at hand. He is watching. And it is he who begs from us this pain, these tears. He needs them for souls for our souls and he longs to give us a magnificent reward i assure you that it costs him dear to fill us with bitterness and he knows that it is the only means of preparing us to know him as he knows himself and to become ourselves divine our soul is indeed great and our destiny glorious let us lift ourselves above all things that pass and hold ourselves far from the earth up above the air is so pure jesus may hide himself but we know that he is there letter 2 october 20th 1888 my dearest sister do not let your weakness make you unhappy when in the morning we feel no courage or strength for the practice of virtue it is really a grace it is the time to lay the axe to the root of the tree relying upon jesus alone if we fall An act of love will set all right, and Jesus smiles. He helps us without seeming to do so, and the tears which sinners cause him to shed are wiped away by our poor, weak love. Love can do all things. The most impossible tasks seem to it easy and sweet you know well that our lord does not look so much at the greatness of our actions nor even at their difficulty as at the love with which we do them what then have we to fear you wish to become a saint and you ask me if this is not attempting too much sit i will not tell you to aim at the seraphic holiness of the most privileged souls but rather to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect you see that your dream that our dreams and our desires are not fancies since jesus himself has laid their realization upon us as a commandment LETTER three, JANUARY, 1889 My dear little Céline, Jesus offers you the cross, a very heavy cross, and you are afraid of not being able to carry it without giving way. Why? Our beloved himself fell three times on the way to Calvary, and why should we not imitate our spouse what a favour from jesus and how he must love us to send us so great a sorrow eternity itself will not be long enough to bless him for it he heaps his favours upon us as upon the greatest saints what then are his loving designs for our souls THAT IS A SECRET WHICH WILL ONLY BE REVEALED TO US IN OUR HEAVENLY HOME ON THE DAY WHEN THE LORD SHALL WIPE AWAY ALL OUR TEARS. NOW WE HAVE NOTHING MORE TO HOPE FOR ON EARTH, THE COOL EVENINGS ARE PAST, FOR US SUFFERING ALONE REMAINS, OURS IS AN ENVIABLE LOT and the seraphim in heaven are jealous of our happiness the other day i came across this striking passage to be resigned and to be united to the will of god are not the same there is the same difference between them as that which exists between union and unity in union there are still two in unity there is but one yes let us be one with god even in this life and for this we should be more than resigned we should embrace the cross with joy letter four february twenty eighth eighteen eighty nine my dear little sister jesus is a spouse of blood he wishes for himself all the blood of our hearts you are right it costs us dear to give him what he asks but what a joy that it does cost it is happiness to bear our crosses and to feel our weakness in doing so siden far from complaining to our lord of this cross which he sends us I CANNOT FATHOM THE INFINITE LOVE WHICH HAD LED HIM TO TREAT US IN THIS WAY. OUR DEAR FATHER MUST INDEED BE LOVED BY GOD, TO HAVE SO MUCH SUFFERING GIVEN TO HIM. I KNOW THAT BY HUMILIATION ALONE CAN SAINTS BE MADE, AND I ALSO KNOW THAT OUR TRIAL IS A MINE OF GOLD FOR US TO TURN TO ACCOUNT. I, who am but a little grain of sand, wish to set to work, though I have neither courage nor strength. Now this very want of power will make my task easier, for I wish to work for love. Our martyrdom is beginning. Let us go forth to suffer together, dear sister and let us offer our suffering to jesus for the salvation of souls letter five march twelfth, 1889 i must forget this world here everything wearies me i find only one joy that of suffering and this joy which is not one of sense is above all joy life is passing and eternity is drawing near soon we shall live the very life of god after we have been filled at the source of all bitterness our thirst will be quenched at the very fountain of all sweetness the figure of this world passeth away soon we shall see new skies a more radiant sun will light with its splendor crystal seas and infinite horizons we shall no longer be prisoners in a land of exile all will have passed away and with our heavenly spouse we shall sail upon boundless seas now our harps are hanging on the willows which grow by the rivers of Babylon. But in the day of our deliverance what harmonies will they not give forth? How joyfully shall we make all their strings vibrate? Now we shed tears as we remember Sion. For how can we sing the songs of the Lord in a land of exile? The burden of our song is suffering. JESUS OFFERS US A CHALICE OF GREAT BITTERNESS. LET US NOT WITHDRAW OUR LIPS FROM IT, BUT SUFFER IN PEACE. HE WHO SAYS PEACE DOES NOT SAY JOY, OR AT LEAST SENSIBLE JOY. TO SUFFER IN PEACE IT IS ENOUGH TO WILL HEARTILY ALL THAT OUR LORD WILLS. DO NOT THINK WE CAN FIND LOVE WITHOUT SUFFERING. FOR OUR NATURE REMAINS AND MUST BE TAKEN INTO ACCOUNT, BUT IT PUTS GREAT TREASURES WITHIN OUR REACH. SUFFERING IS INDEED OUR VERY livelihood, AND IT IS SO PRECIOUS THAT JESUS CAME DOWN UPON EARTH ON PURPOSE TO POSSESS IT. WE SHOULD LIKE TO SUFFER GENEROUSLY AND NOBLY, WE SHOULD LIKE NEVER TO FALL. WHAT AN ILLUSION! what does it matter to me if i fall at every moment in that way i realize my weakness and i gain thereby my god thou seest how little i am good for when thou dost carry me in thy arms and if thou leavest me alone well it is because it pleases thee to see me lie on the ground then why should i be troubled if you are willing to bear in peace the trial of not being pleased with yourself you will be offering the divine master a home in your heart it is true that you will suffer because you will be like a stranger to your own house but do not be afraid the poorer you are the more jesus will love you i know that he is better pleased to see you stumbling in the night upon a stony road than walking in the full light of day upon a path carpeted with flowers because these flowers might hinder your advance letter six july fourteenth eighteen eighty nine my darling sister i am ever with you in spirit yes IT IS VERY HARD TO LIVE UPON THIS EARTH, BUT TOMORROW, IN A BRIEF HOUR, WE SHALL BE AT REST. O MY GOD, WHAT SHALL WE THEN SEE? WHAT IS THIS LIFE WHICH WILL HAVE NO END? OUR LORD WILL BE THE SOUL OF OUR SOUL. O UNSEARCHABLE MYSTERY, EYE HATH NOT SEEN NOR EAR HEARD. Neither hath it entered into the heart of man what things God hath prepared for them that love him, and all this will come soon, very soon, if we love Jesus ardently. It seems to me that God has no need of years to perfect his labor of love in a soul. One ray from his heart can in an instant make his flower blossom forth never to fade sit in during the fleeting moments that remain to us let us save souls i feel that our spouse asks us for souls above all for the souls of priests it is he who bids me tell you this there is but one thing to be done here below to love jesus and to save souls for him that he may be more loved we must not let slip the smallest opportunity of giving him joy we must refuse him nothing he is in such need of love we are his chosen lilies he dwells as a king in our mists. He lets us share the honors of his royalty, his divine blood bedews our petals, and his thorns as they wound us spread abroad the perfume of our love. Letter seven october twenty second, eighteen eighty nine. My dearest Celine, i send you a picture of the holy face the contemplation of this divine subject seems to me to belong in a special way to my little sister truly the sister of my soul may she be another veronica and wipe away all the blood and tears of jesus her only love may she give him souls may she force her way through the soldiers that is the world to come close to his side happy will she be when she sees in heaven the value of that mysterious draught with which she quenched the thirst of her heavenly spouse when she sees his lips once parched with burning thirst speaking to her the one eternal word love and the thanks which shall have no end good-bye dear little veronica tomorrow no doubt your beloved will ask some new sacrifice a fresh relief for his thirst let us go and die with him july eighteenth, 1890 letter eight my dear little sister I send you a passage from Isaiah, which will comfort you. Long ago the prophet's soul was filled with the thought of the hidden beauties of the divine face, as our souls are now. Many a century has passed since then. It makes me wonder what is time. Time is but a mirage, a dream. Already God sees us in glory and rejoices in our everlasting bliss. How much good I derive from this thought! I understand now why He allows us to suffer. Since our Beloved has trodden the winepress alone, the winepress from which He gives us to drink, on our side let us not refuse to be clothed in blood-stained garments or to tread out for Jesus a new wine which may quench his thirst when he looks around him he will not be able to say now that he is alone we shall be there to help him his look as it were hidden alas it is so even to this day and no one understands his tears open to me my sister my spouse he says to us for my head is full of dew and my locks of the drops of the night thus jesus complains to our souls when he is deserted and forgotten to be forgotten it is this i think which gives him most pain and our dear father it is heartening BUT HOW CAN WE REPINE, SINCE OUR LORD HIMSELF WAS LOOKED UPON AS ONE STRUCK BY GOD AND AFFLICTED? IN THIS GREAT SORROW WE SHOULD FORGET OURSELVES AND PRAY FOR PRIESTS. OUR LIVES MUST BE ENTIRELY DEVOTED TO THEM. OUR DIVINE MASTER MAKES ME FEEL MORE AND MORE THAT THIS IS WHAT HE ASKS OF YOU AND ME letter nine september twenty third eighteen ninety oh CELINE, how can i tell you all that is happening within me what a wound i have received and yet i feel it is inflicted by a loving hand by a hand divinely jealous all was ready for my espousals but do you not think that something was still wanting to the feast it is true jesus had already enriched me with many jewels but no doubt there was one of incomparable beauty still missing this priceless diamond he has given me today papa will not be here tomorrow celine i confess that i have cried bitterly I am still crying so that I can hardly hold my pen. You know how intensely I long to see our dearest father again, but now I feel that it is God's will that he should not be at my feast. God has allowed it simply to try our love. Jesus wishes me to be an orphan, to be alone with him, alone so that he may unite himself more closely to me he wishes too to give me back in heaven this joy so lawfully desired but which he has denied me here on earth today's trial is one of those sorrows that are difficult to understand a joy was set before us one most natural and easy of attainment we stretched forth our hands and the coveted joy was withdrawn. But it is not the hand of man which has done this thing. It is God's work. Sit in, understand your Therese, and let us accept cheerfully the thorn which is offered us. Tomorrow's feast will be one of tears, but I feel that Jesus will be greatly consoled. Letter 10, October 14th, 1890 my darling sister i know quite well all your suffering i know your anguish and i share it oh if i could but impart to you the peace which jesus has put into my soul amid my most bitter tears be comforted all passes away our life of yesterday is spent DEATH, TOO, WILL COME AND GO, AND THEN WE SHALL REJOICE IN LIFE, TRUE LIFE, FOR COUNTLESS AGES FOR EVERMORE. MEANWHILE, LET US MAKE OUR HEART A GARDEN OF DELIGHTS, WHERE OUR SWEET SAVIOR MAY COME AND TAKE HIS REST. LET US PLANT ONLY LILIES THERE AND SING WITH ST. JOHN OF THE CROSS there i remain in deep oblivion my head reposing upon him i love lost to myself and all i cast my cares away and let them heedless mid the lilies lie letter 11 april twenty sixth, 1891 my dear little sister Three years ago our hearts had not yet been bruised, and life was one glad smile. Then Jesus looked down upon us, and all things were changed into an ocean of tears, but likewise into an ocean of grace and of love. God has taken from us him whom we love so tenderly, WAS IT NOT THAT WE MIGHT BE ABLE TO SAY MORE TRULY THAN EVER OUR FATHER WHO ART IN HEAVEN? HOW CONSOLING IS THIS DIVINE WORD, AND WHAT VAST HORIZONS IT OPENS BEFORE US. MY DARLING CELINE, YOU WHO ASKED ME SO MANY QUESTIONS WHEN WE WERE LITTLE, I WONDER HOW IT WAS YOU NEVER ASKED why has god not made me an angel well i am going to tell you our lord wishes to have his court here on earth as he has in heaven he wishes for angel martyrs and angel apostles and if he has not made you an angel in heaven it is because he wishes you to be an angel of earth so that you may be able to suffer for his love dearest sister the shadows will soon disappear the rays of the eternal sun will thaw the hoar-frost of winter a little longer and we shall be in our true country and our childhood's joys those Sunday evenings, those outpourings of the heart will be given back to us forever. Letter twelve, August fifteenth, eighteen ninety-two. My dear little sister, to write to you today, I am obliged to steal a little time from our Lord. He will forgive because it is of him that we are going to speak together. THE VAST SOLITUDES AND ENCHANTING VIEWS WHICH UNFOLD THEMSELVES BEFORE YOU OUGHT TO UPLIFT YOUR SOUL. I DO NOT SEE THOSE THINGS, AND I CONTENT MYSELF BY SAYING WITH ST. JOHN THE CROSS IN HIS SPIRITUAL CANTICLE, IN CHRIST I HAVE THE MOUNTAINS, THE QUIET WOODED VALLEYS. LATELY I HAVE BEEN THINKING, WHAT I COULD UNDERTAKE FOR THE SALVATION OF SOULS, AND THESE SIMPLE WORDS OF THE GOSPEL HAVE GIVEN ME LIGHT, POINTING TO THE FIELDS OF RIPE CORN, JESUS ONCE SAID TO HIS DISCIPLES, LIFT UP YOUR EYES AND SEE THE FIELDS, FOR THEY ARE ALREADY WHITE WITH THE HARVEST, AND AGAIN, THE HARVEST INDEED IS GREAT, BUT THE LABORERS ARE FEW pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest that he send forth laborers here is a mystery indeed is not jesus all-powerful do not creatures belong to him who made them why does he deign to say pray ye the lord of the harvest that he send forth laborers It is because his love for us is so unsearchable, so tender, that he wishes us to share in all he does. The creator of the universe awaits the prayer of a poor little soul to save a multitude of other souls ransomed like her at the price of his blood. Our vocation is not to go forth and reap, IN OUR FATHER'S FIELDS. JESUS DOES NOT SAY TO US, LOOK DOWN AND REAP THE HARVEST. OUR MISSION IS EVEN MORE SUBLIME. LIFT UP YOUR EYES AND SEE, SAID OUR DIVINE MASTER. SEE HOW IN HEAVEN THERE ARE EMPTY THRONES. IT IS FOR YOU TO FILL THEM. YOU ARE AS MOSES' PRAYING ON THE MOUNTAIN so ask me for laborers and they shall be sent i only await a prayer a sigh is not the apostolate of prayer higher than that of the spoken word it is for us by prayer to train workers who will spread the glad tidings of the gospel and who will save countless souls the souls to whom we shall be the spiritual mothers what then have we to envy in the priests of the lord letter thirteen my darling sister the affection of our childhood days has changed into a closest union of mind and heart jesus has drawn us to him together FOR ARE YOU NOT ALREADY HIS? HE HAS PUT THE WORLD BENEATH OUR FEET. LIKE Zacchaeus, WE HAVE CLIMBED INTO A TREE TO BEHOLD HIM, MYSTERIOUS TREE, RAISING US HIGH ABOVE ALL THINGS FROM WHENCE WE CAN SAY, ALL IS MINE, ALL IS FOR ME, THE EARTH AND THE HEAVENS ARE MINE, GOD HIMSELF IS MINE, and the mother of my god is for me speaking of the blessed mother i must tell you of one of my simple ways sometimes i find myself saying to her dearest mother it seems to me that i am happier than you i have you for my mother and you have no blessed virgin to love it is true you are the mother of jesus but you have given him to me AND HE FROM THE CROSS HAS GIVEN YOU TO BE OUR MOTHER. THUS WE ARE RICHER THAN YOU. LONG AGO IN YOUR HUMILITY YOU WISHED TO BECOME THE LITTLE HANDMAID OF THE MOTHER OF GOD. AND I, POOR LITTLE CREATURE, AM NOT YOUR HANDMAID, BUT YOUR CHILD. YOU ARE THE MOTHER OF JESUS, AND YOU ARE ALSO MINE. OUR GREATNESS IN JESUS IS VERY MARVELOUS, MY CELINE. He has unveiled for us many a mystery by making us climb the mystical tree of which I spoke above. And now, what science is he going to teach? Have we not learned all things from him? Make haste to come down, for this day I must abide in thy house. Jesus bids us come down. Where then must we go? The Jews asked him, Master, where dwellest thou? And he answered, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. If we are to be the dwelling place of Jesus, we must come down even to this. We must be so poor that we have not where to lay our heads. This grace of light has been given to me during my retreat our lord desires that we should receive him into our hearts and no doubt they are empty of creatures alas mine is not empty of self that is why he bids me come down and i shall come down even to the very ground that jesus may find within my heart a resting place for his divine head and may feel that there at least HE IS LOVED AND UNDERSTOOD. LETTER 14 APRIL twenty fifth, 1893 My little Céline, I must come and disclose the desires of Jesus with regard to your soul. Remember that he did not say, I am the flower of the gardens, a carefully tended rose, but— I AM THE FLOWER OF THE FIELDS AND THE LILY OF THE VALLEYS. WELL, YOU MUST BE ALWAYS AS A DROP OF DEW, HIDDEN IN THE HEART OF THIS BEAUTIFUL LILY OF THE VALLEY. THE dewdrop WHAT COULD BE SIMPLER, WHAT MORE PURE? IT IS NOT THE CHILD OF THE CLOUDS. IT IS BORN BENEATH THE STARRY SKY, AND SURVIVES BUT A NIGHT when the sun darts forth its ardent rays the delicate pearls adorning each blade of grass quickly passes into the lightest of vapour here is the portrait of my little Celine. she is a drop of dew an offspring of heaven her true home through the night of this life she must hide herself in the field's flowers golden cup no eye must discover her abode happy dewdrop known to god alone think not of the rushing torrents of this world envy not even the crystal stream which winds among the meadows the ripple of its waters is sweet indeed but it can be heard by creatures besides the field-flower could never contain it in its cup one must be so little to draw near to jesus and few are the souls that aspire to be little and unknown. Are not the river and the brook they urge of more use than a dewdrop? Of what avail is it? Its only purpose is to refresh for one moment some poor little field-flower. Ah, they little know the true flower of the field. Did they know him? THEY WOULD UNDERSTAND BETTER OUR LORD'S REPROACH TO MARTHA. OUR BELOVED NEEDS, NEITHER OUR BRILLIANT DEEDS, NOR OUR BEAUTIFUL THOUGHTS. WERE HE IN SEARCH OF LOFTY IDEAS, HAS HE NOT HIS ANGELS, WHOSE KNOWLEDGE INFINITELY SURPASSES THAT OF THE GREATEST GENIUSES OF EARTH? NEITHER INTELLECT NOR OTHER TALENTS HAS HE COME TO SEEK AMONG US. HE HAS BECOME THE FLOWER OF THE FIELD. To show how much he loves simplicity, the lily of the valley asks but a single dewdrop, which for one night shall rest in its cup, hidden from all human eyes. But when the shadow shall begin to fade, when the flower of the field shall have become the son of justice, then the dewdrop, the humble sharer of his exile will rise up to him as love's vapour he will shed on her a ray of his light and before the whole court of heaven she will shine eternally like a precious pearl a dazzling mirror of the divine sun letter fifteen august second eighteen ninety three my dear Sidin, what you write fills me with joy you are making your way by a royal road the spouse in the canticles unable to find her beloved in the time of repose went forth to seek him in the city but in vain it was only without the walls she found him it is not in the sweetness of repose that jesus would have us discover his adorable presence He hides himself and shrouds himself in darkness. True, this was not his way with the multitude, for we read that all the people were carried away as soon as he spoke to them. The weaker souls he charmed by his divine eloquence with the aim of strengthening them against the day of temptation and trial. But his faithful friends were few that day when he was silent in the presence of his judges sweet melody to my heart is the silence of the divine master he would have us give him alms as to a poor man and puts himself so to speak at our mercy he will take nothing that is not cheerfully given and the veriest trifle is precious in his divine eyes HE STRETCHES FORTH HIS HAND TO RECEIVE A LITTLE LOVE, THAT IN THE radiant DAY OF THE JUDGMENT HE MAY SPEAK TO US THOSE INEFFABLY SWEET WORDS, COME, YE BLESSED OF MY FATHER, FOR I WAS HUNGRY, AND YOU GAVE ME TO DRINK, I WAS A STRANGER, AND YOU TOOK ME IN, I WAS SICK, AND YOU VISITED ME, I WAS IN PRISON, AND YOU CAME TO ME, DEAREST CELINE, LET US REJOICE IN THE LOT THAT IS OURS. LET US GIVE, AND GIVE AGAIN, AND GIVE ROYALLY, NEVER FORGETTING THAT OUR BELOVED IS A HIDDEN TREASURE WHICH FEW SOULS KNOW HOW TO FIND. NOW TO DISCOVER THAT WHICH IS HIDDEN, WE MUST NEED HIDE OURSELVES IN THE HIDING PLACE. LET OUR LIFE, THEN, BE ONE OF CONCEALMENT. THE AUTHOR OF THE imitation TELLS US, if thou wouldst know and learn something to the purpose love to be unknown and to be esteemed as nothing having forsaken all things a man should forsake himself let this man glory in this and another in that but thou for thy part rejoice neither in this nor in that but in the contempt of thyself letter sixteen my dear celine you tell me that my letters do good to you i am indeed glad but i assure you that i am under no misapprehension unless the lord build the house they labour in vain who build it the greatest eloquence cannot call forth a single act of love without that grace which touches the heart THINK OF A BEAUTIFUL PEACH, WITH ITS DELICATE TINT OF ROSE, WITH ITS FLAVOR SO SWEET THAT NO HUMAN SKILL COULD INVENT SUCH nectar. TELL ME, CELINE, IS IT FOR THE PEACH'S OWN SAKE THAT GOD CREATED THAT COLOR SO FAIR TO THE EYE, THAT VELVETY COVERING SO SOFT TO THE TOUCH? IS IT FOR ITSELF THAT HE MADE IT SO SWEET? NAY, IT IS FOR US." the only thing that is all its own and is essential to its being is the stone it possesses nothing beyond thus also it pleases jesus to lavish his gifts on certain souls in order to draw yet others to himself in his mercy he humbles them inwardly and gently compels them to recognize their nothingness and his almighty power now this sentiment of humility is like a kernel of grace which god hastens to develop against that blessed day when clothed with an imperishable beauty they will be placed without danger on the banqueting table of paradise dear little sister sweet echo of my soul therese is far from the heights of fervour at this moment but when i am in this state of spiritual dryness unable to pray or to practise virtue i look for little opportunities for the smallest trifles to please my jesus a smile or a kind word for instance when i wish to be silent or to show that i am bored if no such occasion or offer i try at least to say over and over again that i love him THIS IS NOT HARD, AND IT KEEPS ALIVE THE FIRE IN MY HEART, EVEN SHOULD THE FIRE OF LOVE SEEM DEAD. I WOULD STILL THROW MY TINY STRAWS ON THE ASHES, AND I AM CONFIDENT IT WOULD LIGHT UP AGAIN. IT IS TRUE I AM NOT ALWAYS FAITHFUL, BUT I NEVER LOSE COURAGE. I LEAVE MYSELF IN THE ARMS OF OUR LORD. HE TEACHES ME TO DRAW PROFIT FROM EVERYTHING from the good and from the bad which he finds in me he teaches me to speculate in the bank of love or rather it is he who speculates for me without telling me how he does it this is his affair not mine i have but to surrender myself wholly to him to do so without reserve without even the satisfaction of knowing what it is all bringing to me after all i am not the prodigal child and jesus need not trouble about a feast for me because i am always with him i have read in the gospel that the good shepherd leaves the faithful ones of his flock in the desert to hasten after the lost sheep this confidence touches me deeply you see he is sure of them how could they stray away they are prisoners of love in like manner does the beloved shepherd of our souls deprive us of the sweets of his present to give his consolations to sinners or if he lead us to mount tabor it is but for one brief moment the pasture land is nearly always in the valleys It is there that he takes his rest at midday. Letter 17. October twentieth eighteen 1893 My dear sister, I find in the Canticle of Canticles this passage which may be fitly applied to you. What dost thou see in thy beloved but a band of musicians in an armed camp? through suffering your life has in truth become a battlefield and there must be a band of musicians so you shall be the little harp of jesus but no concert is complete without singing and if jesus plays must not celine make melody with her voice when the music is plaintive she will sing the songs of exile when the music is gay, she will lilt the airs of her heavenly home. Whatever may happen, all earthly events, be they happy or sad, will be but distant sounds, unable to awake a vibration from the harp of Jesus. He reserves to himself alone the right of lightly touching its strings. I cannot think without delight of that sweet saint, Cecilia, what an example she gives us in the midst of a pagan world in the very heart of danger at the moment when she was to be united to a man whose love was so utterly of earth it seems to me as if she should have wept and trembled with fear but instead during the music of the marriage feast cecilia kept singing in her heart what perfect resignation no doubt she heard other melodies than those of this world her divine spouse too was singing and the angels repeated in chorus the refrain of bethlehem's blessed night glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to men of good will the glory of god saint cecilia understood it well and longed for it with all her heart she guessed that her jesus was thirsting for souls and that is why her whole desire was to bring to him quickly the soul of the young roman whose only thought was of human glory this wise virgin will make of him a martyr and multitudes will follow in his footsteps she knows no fear the angels in their song made promise of peace she knows that the prince of peace is bound to protect her to guard her virginity and to make her recompense oh how beautiful is the chaste generation dear sister i hardly know what i write i let my pen follow the dictates of my heart you tell me that you feel your weakness but that is a grace. It is our Lord who sows the seeds of distrust of self in your soul. Do not be afraid. If you do not fail to give him pleasure in small things, he will be obliged to help you in great ones. The apostles labored long without him. They toiled the whole night and caught no fish. Their labors were not inacceptable to him but he wished to prove that he is the giver of all things so an act of humility was asked of the apostles and our loving lord called to them children have you anything to eat saint peter avowing his helplessness cried out lord we have labored all night and have taken nothing it is enough the heart of jesus is touched had the apostle caught some small fish perhaps our divine master would not have worked a miracle but he had caught nothing so through the power and goodness of god his nets were soon filled with great fishes such is our lord's way he gives as god with divine largesse but he insists on humility of heart letter eighteen july seventh eighteen ninety four my dear little sister i do not know if you are still in the same frame of mind as when you last wrote to me i presume that you are and i answer with this passage of the canticle of canticles which explains so well the state of a soul in utter dryness a soul which cannot find joy or consolation in anything Quote, I went down into the garden of nut-trees to see the fruits of the valleys and to look if the vineyard had flourished and the pomegranates were in bud. I no longer knew where I was; my soul was troubled because of the chariots of Aminadab. Close quote. There is the true picture of our souls. often we go down in the fertile valleys where our heart loves to find its nourishment and the vast fields of holy scripture which have so often opened to yield us richest treasures now seem but an arid and waterless waste we no longer even know where we stand in place of peace and light all is sorrow and darkness but like the spouse in the canticles We know the cause of this trial. My soul was troubled because of the chariots of Aminadab. We are not as yet in our true country, and as gold is tried in the fire, so must our souls be purified by temptation. We sometimes think we are abandoned. Alas, the chariots! that is to say the idle clamors which beset and disturb us are they within the soul or without we cannot tell but jesus knows he sees all our grief and in the night on a sudden his voice is heard return return o sulamitis return return that we may behold thee o gracious call we dare no longer even look upon ourselves the sight filled us with horror and jesus calls us that he may look upon us at leisure he wills to see us he comes and with him come the other two persons of the adorable trinity to take possession of our soul our lord had promised this when, with unspeakable tenderness, he had said of old, If any one love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him, and will make our abode with him. To keep the word of Jesus, then, is one condition of our happiness, the proof of our love for him. And this word seems to me to be his very self, for he calls himself the uncreated word of the father in the same gospel of saint john he makes the sublime prayer sanctify them by thy word thy word is truth and in another passage jesus teaches us that he is the way the truth and the life we know then what is this word which must be kept we cannot say like Pilate what is truth we possess the truth for our beloved dwells in our hearts often this beloved is to us a bundle of myrrh we share the chalice of his sufferings but how sweet it will be to us one day to hear these gentle words you are they who have continued with me in my temptations and i dispose to you as my father hath disposed to me a KINGDOM, LETTER 19, AUGUST Nineteenth, eighteen 1894 THIS IS PERHAPS the LAST TIME THAT I NEED HAVE RECOURSE TO WRITING IN ORDER TO TALK TO YOU, MY DEAR LITTLE SISTER. GOD IN HIS GOODNESS HAS GRANTED MY DEAREST WISH. COME, AND WE WILL SUFFER TOGETHER. THEN JESUS WILL TAKE ONE OF US, AND THE OTHER WILL REMAIN IN EXILE YET A LITTLE LONGER. NOW LISTEN WELL TO WHAT I AM GOING TO SAY. GOD WILL NEVER, NEVER SEPARATE US. AND IF I DIE BEFORE YOU, DO NOT THINK THAT I SHALL BE FAR AWAY. NEVER SHALL WE HAVE BEEN MORE CLOSELY UNITED. YOU MUST NOT BE GRIEVED AT MY childish PROPHECY. I AM NOT ILL. I HAVE AN IRON CONSTITUTION. BUT THE LORD CAN BREAK IRON AS IF IT WERE CLAY. OUR DEAR FATHER MAKES HIS PRESENCE FELT MISTAKE OUR DEAR FATHER MAKES HIS PRESENCE FELT IN A WAY WHICH TOUCHES ME DEEPLY. AFTER A DEATH LASTING FOR FIVE LONG YEARS, WHAT JOY TO FIND HIM AS HE USED TO BE, NAY, MORE A FATHER THAN EVER how well he is going to repay you for the care you so generously bestowed on him you were his angel now he will be yours he has only been one month in heaven and already through the power of his intercession all your plans are succeeding it is easy for him now to arrange matters for us and he has had less to suffer on Celine's account than he had for his poor little queen for a long time, you have been asking me for news about the novitiate, especially about my work and Now, I am going to satisfy you in my dealing with the novices. I am like a setter on the scent of game. The role gives me much anxiety because it is so very exacting. You shall decide for yourself if this is not the case all day long from morn till night, I am in the pursuit of game mother prioress and the novice mistress play the part of sportsmen but sportsmen are too big to be creeping through the cover whereas a little dog can push its way in anywhere and then its scent is so keen i keep a close watch upon my little rabbits i do not want to do them any harm but i tell them gently you must keep your fur glossy and must not look foolishly about as does a rabbit of the warren. In fact, I try to make them such as the hunter of souls would have them, simple little creatures that go on browsing heedless of everything else. I laugh now, but seriously I am quite convinced that one of these rabbits, you know which one I mean, is worth a hundred times more than the setter it has run through many a danger and i own that had i been in its place i should have long since been lost for ever in the great forest of the world letter twenty i am so glad dearest celine that you do not feel any particular attraction at the thought of entering the carmel this is really a mark of our lord's favour and shows that he looks for a gift from your hands. He knows that it is so much sweeter to give than to receive. What happiness to suffer for him, who loves us even unto folly, and to pass for fools in the eyes of the world! We judge others by ourselves, and as the world will not hearken to reason, it calls us unreasonable too we may console ourselves we are not the first folly was the only crime with which herod could reproach our lord and after all herod was right yes indeed it was folly to come and seek the poor hearts of mortal men to make them thrones for him the king of glory WHO SITTETH ABOVE THE CHERUBIM. WAS HE NOT SUPREMELY HAPPY IN THE COMPANY OF HIS FATHER AND THE HOLY SPIRIT OF LOVE? WHY THEN COME DOWN ON EARTH TO SEEK SINNERS, AND MAKE OF THEM HIS CLOSEST FRIENDS? NAY, OUR FOLLY COULD NEVER EXCEED HIS, AND OUR DEEDS ARE QUITE WITHIN THE BOUNDS OF REASON. THE WORLD MAY LEAVE US ALONE. I REPEAT, IT IS THE WORLD THAT IS INSANE, BECAUSE IT HEEDS NOT WHAT JESUS HAS DONE AND SUFFERED TO SAVE IT FROM ETERNAL DAMNATION. WE ARE NEITHER idlers NOR SPENDTHRIFTS. OUR DIVINE MASTER HAS TAKEN OUR DEFENSE UPON HIMSELF. REMEMBER THE SCENE IN THE HOUSE OF LAZARUS? MARTHA WAS SERVING WHILE MARY HAD NO THOUGHT OF FOOD but only of how she could please her beloved and she broke her alabaster box and poured out upon her saviour's head the precious spikenard and the house was filled with the odour of the ointment the apostles murmured against magdalen this still happens for so do men murmur against us even some fervent catholics thinks our ways are exaggerated and that with martha we ought to wait upon jesus instead of pouring out on him the odorous ointment of our lives yet what does it matter if these ointment jars our lives be broken since our lord is consoled and the world in spite Of itself is forced to inhale the perfumes they give forth it has much need of these perfumes to purify the unwholesome air it breathes for a while only good-bye dearest sister your bark is near to port the breezes filling its sails are the zephyrs of love breezes that speed more swiftly THEN THE LIGHTNING FLASH, good IN A FEW DAYS WE SHALL BE TOGETHER WITHIN THESE CARMEL WALLS, AND IN THE AFTER DAYS TOGETHER IN PARADISE. DID NOT JESUS SAY DURING HIS PASSION, HEREAFTER YOU SHALL SEE THE SON OF MAN SITTING ON THE RIGHT HAND OF THE POWER OF GOD, AND COMING IN THE CLOUDS OF HEAVEN. WE SHALL BE THERE. Thérèse. End of letters of Saint Thérèse to her sister Céline. End of letters of Saint Thérèse, the Little Flower of Jesus, Part One.